Okay, getting set for the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Water? Check. Breathing deep? Ooh, don't do that, I get dizzy. Check. Obnoxious engineer to check the microphone? Hey, Hank! Hello, 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 po, 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 po. Check. What? Overanxious young intern to help me do the show? Oh, yes, sir, Mr. James. Let me help you, sir, James. Just James? Just sir, James. Just James. Just sir. What? I don't know. Okay. Check. Mr. Announcer guy, ready to do the intro? Yeah, man. Check. Okay. Jerry the Music Man, ready to cue that music for the big show intro? You got it, James. Check. All right. Reginald, don't call me Reggie, here to ask me those important life-altering questions? Right, right, right. Check, check, and check. Don't call me Reggie. Check. Okay. And all the other voices and characters that would come onto the show if I decide to call them on the phone or have them come into the studio or do any of that? Check! Looks like we're ready to do a show then. Well, as Johnny Test, one of my alter cartoon egos, would say, this is going to be totally awesome! Now all I need is some content. <laughs> so, all right, Mr. Announcer Guy, all right, Jerry the Music Man, cue that music and do your thing. Ooh, this is so exciting. Yeah, cueing the music for the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Talking to myself, the Jetcast. On today's show, Jet's gonna do some talking uh, to himself. Well, I was so excited about all the checks and everything, I forgot to write my intro. That's all right. Just go to my name. Yeah, check. Here he is, James Arnold Taylor. Okay. Well, that was exciting. That was that was pretty exciting. That was good. Thanks, everybody. Check. We're going to go now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the James Arnold Taylor podcast. We call it Talking to Myself, but we also call it the Jackcast. It's, you know, it's got a lot of names. It's like me. I got a lot of names, big, long names, and so does this show. So, you know, a lot of, we just kind of refer to it as the Jackcast, even though it's called officially Talking to Myself. And it's called Talking to Myself because I do all the characters on the show and all of the voices are me that you hear, unless I happen to be interviewing somebody, which does happen from time to time. So there you go. Uh, It is a uh, beautiful day out here in uh, southern sunny California. And uh, hopefully I'll get outside and go for a walk and breathe some air and do all of that stuff at some point here today. I've been in the studio, I've been in the booth all morning long recording an episode of a TV show that is coming back that you all know and love. That's totally awesome. And so that's fun. Working with the wonderful and talented Scott Fellows, who, as I mentioned before, I just love working with Scott. Fun, funny guy. So that's fun. So I've been, so I'm, I'm all warmed up. My voice is all warmed up and ready to go because I've been screaming like an 11 year old for two hours. Totally awesome. You'd think at this point, I'd actually want to take a break and I will have to take a break at some point. Although you probably won't know that because we'll just all hit stop and then I'll hit record again later. But my gardener is coming over. Uh, Martine, my gardener, who is a wonderful human being, uh, a gentleman and a scholar, a really, uh, kind-hearted fellow that is a wonderful landscaper and gardener and he helps us maintain the the plants in our because here's the thing i love plants i love trees i love all of that stuff but i'm terrible at it i'm really bad at it. i wish i was a good like gardener because i see people and i watch these shows i watch the bbc i watch monty don i don't know if you know monty don any any of my friends in in the uk 
you gotta know Monty Don, Britain's favorite gardener or most prized gardener. Or what? What? I mean, he's fantastic. So I watch, I watch Gardener's World, and it comes out every Friday. Ooh, I'm excited. And they've been doing it through all the whole lockdown and stuff. They've been doing episodes and they've set up cameras in his garden. His garden's amazing. And all of that. And so, and he and his dogs are walking around and it's just, it's so relaxing and lovely. Isn't that what we need right now? I love that they're, they're still doing shows during this time that they've managed to be able to do it. They, they've extended the show to an hour. It's called Gardener's World. You can see it on, um, well, I watch it on uh, an app I have, a streaming app I use called uh, BritBox. And BritBox is fantastic. And I know everybody's like, oh, that's another streaming app. There's so many apps out there. But BritBox is great because it has some of my favorite uh, comedies of all time. Some of my, my favorite, most favorite comedies and such are BBC comedies, the, the UK comedies. Uh, and one of our favorites is on BritBox. I'm off on way off on tangents here. But uh, it's called As Time Goes By. But here, let me get back to you. So Martine, my gardener, is coming by and he's got to help me because squirrels have been chewing through all of our landscaping uh, drip system. This one, I think it's one squirrel. I've seen him. I've run out there and said, hey, <laughs> cut it out. And I, I talk to him like he can understand me. But I'll see him. I'll be looking out my window in my kitchen and I'll see the squirrel come down. And here's the thing. We have this, we have this beautiful uh, fountain in our backyard. And all the birds come and everything. And the squirrel goes in there and he gets a drink sometimes. So I'm like, then he goes and he, he walks like two feet away from the fountain and starts chewing into the sprinkler system to, to get water out of it. It's like, you've got a whole fountain right there. What are you doing? You know, we don't put a bunch of chemicals in the water or anything. It's like, it's all fine. So anyway, this squirrel's driving me nuts. So he's he's chewing holes in the, in the sprinkler system. And the other morning, it's like shooting like 20 feet in the air, just water just going and so so martine's going to come out we're going to try to figure out a way to i don't know maybe we got to change the drip system this is see this is what a real podcast is all about right you're just hearing about my life now this is this is what i got to deal with oh let's have some water speaking of water so anyways but uh that's that's what i'm dealing with today so martine will come by here in a little bit so i'll hit stop and i will go out there and talk with him and we'll try to come up with a solution to stop this squirrel from doing this. I don't know how, but maybe we just put him on it. See, we can't put him underground because it's a drip system. So uh, anyways, we might have to change from our drip system, which I really like the drip system because out here, you know, have droughts and stuff. And there, there you go. I know, I know. You're all like, James, what, what do I care? Anyway, so I watched the Brit Box because it has this show called As Time Goes By. And it is one of my all-time favorite comedies. It's Judy Dench and Jeffrey Palmer. And it is... One of the most delightful sitcoms ever. It's just delightful. There's no profanity in it. There's no, um, you know, double entendres. There's none of that. It's just a sweet comedy about these, these this couple that is, a, they're, they're older. They're like in their 60s now, getting close to retirement age and such. And they were in love at the age of 18 and 19 years old. But it was during the Korean War and he got sent off to war and his letters got lost in the mail and she never got them. She was a nurse. He was a soldier. And so they both thought the other one didn't write back to them and they never saw each other again. Cut to like all these years later and they're older now. They've been married and divorced and married and widowed and uh, she has a daughter and all of this. And they come back together and they become a couple. And it's it's sweet and it's funny. It's laugh out loud funny. It's called As Time Goes By. It was done in the 90s. 
And there's uh, quite a few seasons. I think there's like nine seasons. And we watch it over and over and over again. And it's on BritBox. And it's the reason I got BritBox. It really is. But BritBox also has some some more of my favorite comedies. It's got a, a show called Would I Lie to You? And Would I Lie to You is Rob Brydon, who is just hysterical. And then a, a panel of comics and celebrities and the two uh, uh, folks that are on the, the captains of the panel it's and so they tell a lie they read a card that's either a lie or not a lie and you have to guess the and the, the rest of the panel questions them and has to ask it is so quick-witted it is so funny it is fun charming no-brainer kind of just sit and laugh and enjoy all of the things i really enjoy right now are coming out of uh bbc stuff the the repair shop that's on Netflix. Man, if you have Netflix, please do me a favor. Watch The Repair Shop. If you are looking for something delightful and simple and lovely to watch and relax to right now during this time where it's just like, what do you do? What do you watch when you are going to sit and watch? Rather than watching the news, go to Netflix and watch The Repair Shop, season one and season two. There's not enough episodes, quite frankly. They need to put more episodes out there. So then tell Netflix, we need more episodes. I love that show. It's delightful. People have these uh, cherished family heirlooms that have been broken and they bring them to this repair shop and the people are experts, master craftsmen, and they know how to fix like old things from, you know, earlier, you know, like 100 years ago or 20 years ago or 50 years ago, whatever. It's just these old, usually older than 20 years, but and everything from stuffed animals to clocks and toys and furniture, they repair it all. There's lovely stories. It's just sweet. Everybody's there to help each other. It's it's really beautiful, touching stuff. And it's called The Repair Shop, and it's on Netflix. Where At least where I am, it's on Netflix. These are the things that I've been doing lately. That's what I do. We've been uh, showing my daughter some movies. I think I said before we should, we've been showing her the James Bond movies. And uh, we've been showing her the Pierce Brosnan and the Daniel Craig, and we go back and forth, back and forth between them. And uh, she likes Pierce Brosnan the best. She says, he's cute. And <laughs> and Daniel Craig, she likes uh, a lot, though, too, as James Bond. He's he's very action. You know, th- those are a little more modern, right? It's funny you see the, uh, the um, Pierce Brosnan ones. They were shot in the 90s. It's funny to kind of see how dated they are now which is weird. But I love the old Roger Moore ones and the Sean Connery ones. And those are even more dated, but they're delightful uh, to, to watch uh, just a goofy, you know, action movie. We watch the James Bond movies. And then we showed her, what else did we show her the other day? We showed her, oh, we started watching Alias. It's on Amazon Prime. So we started watching Alias. I had never seen it. J.J. Abrams show. And Jennifer Gardner, who's just uh, delightful and funny and fun, and and the show is is good and fun. And I didn't know Bradley Cooper was on it. He's like twenty years old. He's like a kid. Uh, anyways, uh, so we've been watching that. That's what we've been doing. That's uh, it's not like we're sitting around watching TV all the time. We we have little times at night, a couple nights a week, and we watch these things. But uh, you know that's what we do. That's how uh, we roll here at the James Arnold Taylor House. My wife and my daughter are out with friends today for like the first time in forever, meeting at a park. While I'm here recording episodes of Johnny Test and this podcast and uh, auditions and all of that, I'm trapped in my little padded room. I'll tell you, it's been tough lately. I've been I've been a little exhausted. I've been a little tired. It's it's funny how tiring it is to only do the same things over and over all the time and never. It's it's like an episode of the Twilight Zone right now. At least it is for me. I don't know how it is for all of you. I hope everybody's staying active. I hope you're doing exercise and stuff. I've been doing my exercise, but I have to be careful. Because I have a, a thing they call bradycardia. And bradycardia makes your heart beat 
slow. So my heart beats slower than most people's and not as strong. And uh, so I have to do things like get on the treadmill and run. That's also why I run. I think I've mentioned that before. And so uh, I do that. But uh, also when I get into the studio and I get on the microphone and I scream for hours and hours on end, it's very exhausting. People think, you know, oh, voiceover is easy. It's like, do me a favor, go into a closet and scream at the top of your lungs for two to four hours straight. Like grab a book and read it out loud, but don't just read it out loud. Scream half of the lines. <laughs> and tell me you're not exhausted. It's like getting into a fight, like a, a, a knockdown screaming fight with somebody for hours on end. And you're doing all the talking. You get exhausted and your body wears out. So I also have this, what they call adrenal fatigue. So adrenal fatigue and bradycardia kind of work against each other. They kind of contradict each other because my I need to exercise for the bradycardia, but I need to relax for the adrenal fatigue. So I find that when I'm doing all this over and over and over again, it affects my body in a way and it makes it really hard. I actually recorded a portion of this podcast you're hearing that I'm recording right now yesterday. I started recording it yesterday and the whole thing was, I was really tired. I was like wiped out, uh, fatigued and such. And my voice wasn't real strong. And I'm going to just use a portion of that uh, because I, I actually talk about some stuff in there. I talk about my faith. I, talk, I, I do almost like a little Bible study for you. So for those of you that are interested in, in knowing more about my faith and how I kind of look at things and how I handle this whole thing that's going on in the world right now, I go to my faith. That's what I do. So I'm going to cut that part into this at some point here. So some of this, my voice may sound a little different. It's because that was recorded yesterday and then I'll jump back in and finish the show here because I had recorded a bunch there yesterday. Kind of, I felt it was a nice little segment and I want to put that in here. So anyways, welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate all of you that have taken the time to start listening to the show. Now, again, if you're new to the show, we have water with us when we, when we're on the show, we sip our water because I want you all to be hydrated. Really important. I want you to drink Oh man, if you could drink four big glasses of water a day, that'd be wonderful. If you could drink eight, well, I'd be in heaven. I'd be so happy that you did that. But if you get through one today, good for you. That's the other thing. So we sip water because it's good for us. It keeps us hydrated and that's very healthy. So you don't need to be just drinking coffee or sodas or any of that. And I know that many of you have started doing that. You drink your water, you do your deep breathing, you relax, you practice your mindfulness because when you're listening to this show, everything's okay, right? You're just here to listen. You're just here to enjoy. You're just here to be a part of, of the, the fellowship that we have here. That's all I do because look, uh, as a person in the public eye, you know, I'm not a huge celebrity. I'm not overly famous or anything. My characters may be, people may know my characters, but they don't know me. Um, when you're in the public eye, you can't really, uh, well, look, you can, plenty of people do. They go and they state all their uh, agendas and beliefs and they put it all out there and they spew a lot of hate and anger and all of that too. And I don't want to do that. I want to entertain you. That's my job, right? But I also do talk about my faith because my faith is what really gets me through everything. So that's why uh, yesterday I had these little epiphanies that I wanted to share with you. So let's, uh, let's, let's cut now to some of what I recorded yesterday on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Instead of me trying to be clever and make it to where it's all just kind of blends in together, I'm just going to say, let's, let's take a listen to me from yesterday. Here we go. And I'll come back today after this. All right. Today's episode is going to be a little more 
about my faith. So if that does not interest you, first off, let me say sorry. But if it doesn't interest you, maybe you stick around and see what I have to say anyways. Because here's the thing. I'm not trying to push my faith on anybody. I'm just telling you how I deal with things. Because life has been, you know, very different lately for all of us. Even us uh, uh, people that are in the public eye. And we all handle things differently. We all go through ups and downs and such. And I thought, you know, what? so it's not me pushing my faith. It's telling you how I deal with life when I have, you know, stress or anxiety or whatever, or am just tired. And the way I deal with it is through my faith. I spend a lot of time in prayer. I spend a lot of time reading the Bible. I spend a lot of time talking to God. And so that's where I'm at today. So that is just to say that this is it. So hopefully if you're somebody that doesn't believe the way I do, although I know many, many people that listen to the show are Christians and I'm, cause I'm a Christian and share the same faith and they like that I talk about it. So that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be me kind of talking about my faith and how I'm dealing with everything that's going on in the world through my faith. And so hopefully if you don't share the same faith, you'll go, Oh, well, that's interesting. And maybe you learn a little something and maybe you learn about how, you know, a Christian operates or the kind of stuff they do and, and see how you can compare and contrast to your own life. Because that's really what it should all be about. The, the key to the James Arnold Taylor podcast, I've said it a hundred times, if not more, uh, know more than you want to know, meaning don't just know the things you want to know and just be okay with that. Know more than that. Because from a deeper understanding of things that happen in your world that go beyond your likes or dislikes or your understanding allows you to understand things better in the long run, allows you to gain wisdom that you might not gain if you shut yourself off. A lot of people shut themselves off to everything around them that they don't like. Just go on social media. You'll see that. They chastise, criticize, judge, bully, harass people that don't believe or think the way they do. And it's a shame because I I don't know if that's really, well, maybe it was the original intent of, of social media was originally created for, but I would hope it wouldn't be used the way that's being used. It's just such a negative space. Bums me out because here's the deal. I I need social media in my line of work and in my branding and all of that. And I love the aspects of all of you that listen, the, the way you all know that an episode's come out of the show is through social media and through your, your cell phones, your smartphones and stuff. But if I could turn it all off tomorrow, I would. I'd just give it all up and not, not go on Twitter a single time again. Or uh, even Instagram, you know, it's fine, but people man are managing to get their political messages, agendas, and anger into uh instagram as well and it's, it's very sad because i feel like instagram should just be like hey look at this picture of me and my dog <laughs> you know or look at this picture of me and my kid or look at this taco i got <laughs> right isn't that isn't that what instagram's supposed to be about look at the food i ate look at the drink i drink look at the place i'm at but now instead there's a lot of people putting their agendas out there i wish you wouldn't wish y'all wouldn't do that don't do that i try not to although you know we all get caught up in it because what is your agenda? So know more than you want to know, okay? And know what you believe and why you believe it. That's another big thing. Know what you believe and why you believe it. Do you know what you believe in your core, in your heart? I'm asking you all that today. That's something I want you to do. If you know it, write it down. 
you know, what do you believe? I believe in goodness and kindness. I believe in light and hope. I believe in, you know, whatever. I personally, I believe in Jesus Christ. I do. I believe in God. I believe that God created all of this. I believe it's impossible to not look at the mountains, the oceans, the the beaches, the the hills, the valleys, the trees, the plants, the birds, the animals, even the insects. And go, wow, this was created by some someone else. Uh, not someone maybe, but, uh, you know, because God isn't a someone necessarily. He is a being, an omnipresent being. And I believe that. And that's what I believe. And you can go and you can, you know, here's the cool thing. You can laugh and just go, oh, silly James. <laughs> or you can go, all right, James, I believe that too. And that's fine. See what you find in here that we're like-minded in. See, that's the good part. I, you know, that's, that's the problem with news and stuff now is it's, it's no longer just a mix of both. It's a, it's a agenda driven thing. So I try not to have an agenda with this. I try to just say, here's how I deal with things here. And so we got to know what we believe, why we believe it. We got to know more than we want to know. Why are those things important? Because that's going to help us in life a lot more than just going, I only know what I know. I only like what I like. And everybody else is stupid if they think, you know, it's like, that's not a realistic way to live. It is. And unfortunately, it's the way that a lot of people are living right now and through social media and through uh, isolating themselves in that, in the anger too. Here's the other thing. It builds hate and judgment and those things, just like in Star Wars, as Yoda would say, you know, hate leads to anger, anger, you know, all, all those, all those things, it's, you know, they lead to negativity that affects your body. And we're about health here at the James Arnold Taylor podcast. So funny, every time I go to do this show, my voice, my allergies act up. Anyways, let's get to it. I, you know, people go, how are you handle, how are you handling all this, James? I handle it by looking at my Bible. I do. Ooh, look at that. Today's verse of the day on the Bible app. Do you have the version Bible app? If you don't, you should get it. No matter what you believe. I honestly believe that. You should. You should have it. You should understand what the Bible is all about. You know, it's just like a very simple example. My daughter, I've, I've told this story before, but my daughter, when she was younger and all her friends were reading Harry Potter, she was like, oh, Harry Potter, blah. And I go, have you read it? She goes, no. I go, well, then you need to read it before you can say blah. And if you read it and still say blah, then fine. But if you haven't, then you can't say blah because you don't know. You're just judging and you're judging inaccurately because you don't have all the facts. So you see what I mean? So even if you don't believe in the Bible, doesn't hurt to to read it. Doesn't hurt to, you know, and don't cherry pick things that you just don't like. Start in the New Testament, start in the book of John. That's what they always say. Don't go, don't start at Genesis, you know. Start in the book of John. Read the story of Jesus Christ. You know, that's the thing. Read it and go, okay, fine. You know, you can, you can pick apart the story. You can pick about how, how it was all written or what have you. You can say, oh, this is clearly isn't true. He wasn't really doing miracles and all that stuff. You know, I mean, whatever. That's, that's your own prerogative. But read it before you judge it. And here's the thing I always say to people. If you are going to, be open. Be willing. Don't just go, yeah, I'm going to read this stupid thing because James said. Go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some time to read this. And if indeed there's any truth to this, I want to be willing to be wrong and open my eyes and see it. So God, if you're really there, 
please talk to me then because I'm taking a, a chance here and I'm, I'm opening myself up to read this and understand this because, because I, I, I want to know. And you can say, I don't believe in you. I don't believe in you and I don't believe this, but you know, somebody I respect said, do this. So I'm going to do this. So if you're really there, you know, show me in that. So that's, that's what I always try to say. So, you know, I study other religions I have for many, many years. I'm not an expert in any of them by any means, as much as I might be in my own Christian faith. And I'm, that's the, that's the other thing. I'm not an expert in my Christian faith either, because I, to be an expert in in all of it means you've lived an entire lifetime and have passed on to the other side to understand really what it all means. None of us will ever fully understand all of this here. That's what I, you know, last week I talked about that. For now we see in the mirror dimly, then we will see face to face. We don't know until we get to the other side. But, um, so I read my Bible. I do. And I'm encouraged by it. Read the Psalms. My goodness, read the Psalms. If you're a poet and you like music, You'll, you'll have to go, well, the Psalms are pretty cool, man. You know, no matter what, there's some, there's some cool stuff in there because they are, they're, they're beautiful poetry. They're people crying out to God. You know, that's, that's another thing. Uh, Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God, give me relief from my distress, have mercy on me and hear my prayer. Well, no matter what you believe, isn't that kind of, yeah, that's where we're all at, at times where it's just like, oh, somebody please help me. Somebody please help me. That's from Psalm 4, from King David. He says, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Oh, I love this. It says at the end of that Psalm, Psalm 4, it says, in peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. See, that's how I feel. I can go to bed at night in peace because I know God's there and he's got my back. And I got to tell you, once I made a choice in my life to do that, things changed. You know, once I decided, oh yeah, this isn't my burden, I'm not going to bear it. I'm going to give it to God. And every time I feel the weight of the burdens of life coming on to me, I'm going to give them to him in prayer. Simply say, Lord, I'm feeling stressed. Lord, I'm feeling anxious. Lord, I'm feeling the the trials of life. So I give them to you and I close my eyes and I envision all those things in like a box with all those words, distress, anxiety, whatever, or whatever it is I'm going through at the time. Oh, this person said that and I said this and we got to fight or whatever it is, right? I picture that in a box and I picture me handing it over to the hands of God. I, I, I personally envision handing it to Jesus and him smiling and going, thanks, bud, I got this. Like, you know, when you're, when you're holding something that's too heavy and somebody comes in and grabs it and goes, hey, hey, hey I got you. And you're like, oh, and the weight lifts and you can, you can feel that. You know, when you've been carrying something like a grocery bag or whatever, it was too heavy and your hands are starting to get all from the handle and everything. And then someone comes in and goes, hey, wait, let me help you. And they grab it and you feel that weight lift off of you or off your shoulders, a backpack, a heavy bag or anything. That's what I envision. And that is what happens for me. That's how it works for me. Uh, you know, was that instant? No, it wasn't. It's taken years and years of practice because you have to practice things. How often do you practice being positive? How often do you practice feeling good? How often do you practice giving up your burdens? As opposed to how often do you go and look at your phone and look for information and then get stuck on it and you're swiping through and then you see stuff. That's ridiculous. Oh, that's so stupid. Oh, those stupid people. Oh, I can't believe it. Gosh, no matter what you believe, no matter which side you're on of things. That's the very sad part now is I feel as though uh, the world is divided into this camp and that camp. I think that's terrible. Because here's the thing that I think is terrible about that. 
I think most of us are right in the middle. I think most of us are in the middle. I think most of us look at things and go, I like to look at things with a balanced perspective. I'd like to look at things and think, okay, there's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. But the problem is, is there's not a lot of truth on, on some of these sides anymore. Not a lot of truth. It's hard to weed through it. But so you give those burdens to God and you go, God, can you give me some wisdom and insight? You just ask him, you have to practice these things. You have to practice giving it up to him and then believing that he actually takes it. That that person swoops in and grabs that bag and relieves that pressure of the weight that was bearing down on you. You have to believe that that's been done and then walk in peace. Little different episode. Sorry, if you're brand new to the show, I recommend you go back, listen to some of the other ones if you were wanting James to be talking about Star Wars and all that stuff. Today's episode is not that episode. It's not. But a lot of, lot of folks here, I think, uh, actually enjoy this conversation. On that real kind of like fine line now, too, of what do I do? I, I love doing voices for you. I love making you all laugh. I love entertaining you. But I'm also at a point in my life right now, especially with what's been going on in the world, where I just need to talk. I need to get this out. It's good to talk it out. It's good to get it out. It's good to get through these things and figure out stuff. I was looking at the Bible because I paint. You know, I do paintings. If you haven't seen my art, go to my website, jamesarnoldtaylor.com. Click on the Jat Art and you'll see some of my paintings. I need to update that. I need to add some more. I've painted a lot more paintings uh, and need to put some more pictures up in there. But uh, you, it gives you an idea. I do a lot of scripture. I find pieces of scripture that bring me comfort and I paint them onto canvases with colors and things and textures. And then I put them up around my house. So wherever I look, I'm seeing scripture, which makes me feel good. It makes me feel positive because I put my faith in God. Because God's bigger than me. God's got it more than me. God understands it all more than me. And here's the thing I have found in my life since I've done that. My life has gotten a lot better. Look, I am somebody that again has beaten the odds, but I give all credit to God for that. I'm a person that was born illegitimate, without a father, the product of an affair. I saw a lot of bad stuff in my childhood, a lot of abuse, a lot of violence, a lot of drug use, a lot of alcohol abuse, a lot of uh, vicious treatment of, of people, mentally and physically. And I didn't graduate high school. And there's really no reason I should, and I didn't have any money. And there's really no reason I should be a successful actor in Hollywood, other than to say, I gave my life to God at around 22 and I gave it up. And I said, you take this burden. I don't want it. I can't do it. And he's gotten me through every time. So that's my experience with God. And also here's what I would say in the places and times where I've, my faith has wavered, my life has wavered. Things aren't as good. They're not the same. Days where I go without reading the Bible, days where I go without praying, very, very rare nowadays. But if I do that, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same day. I don't have as good of a day. I remember uh, one of my heroes in, in uh, pastors, uh, Dr. Charles Stanley, and you can find him at In Touch Ministries, Dr. Charles Stanley, one of my absolute heroes. I remember he said that once. He, he did that for... Uh, a week as an experiment uh, as a pastor to not read the word of God. And he was like, oh my goodness, I can't, he couldn't, he couldn't function right. You know, nothing would make sense. When you start basing your principles and your wisdom and your knowledge and your understanding and your, and your guidelines for how you're going to live your life, to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with God, 
Meaning you're going to hold up to his standards, which is to love one another and to love your neighbor as yourself. And that works, as I've said on this show before, both ways. If you don't love yourself enough, but you love your neighbor more, because I find that people that don't love themselves enough give to other people a lot more and people that love themselves more than their neighbors, it's, you know, vice versa. So we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. That statement makes sense both ways. It, you need to then love yourself and you need to love your neighbor and you need to care for both. And to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's, that's what I do. I just, I, I love the Lord because he's created all this and I'm so very grateful. So on those days where I'm not hitting on all cylinders, I just start thanking him. I go, thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing me my beautiful wife. Thank you for uh, blessing us with a child, even though we couldn't have children of our own. And you gave us the perfect child. For those of you that out there that have ever met my daughter, you go, yeah, she's a pretty darn perfect kid. <laughs> no, okay. No, um, she, she is to me because I'm her dad. And she, she is just an amazing person. And we were so blessed by adopting her. And thank you, God, for giving me this home that we have and this studio that I have. And Thank you for keeping me afloat financially through my life and through my career. And thank you for giving me a career. And thank you for allowing people to see that this little dorky kid that did funny voices can turn it into a living. That, that's the grace of God. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be where I am. That's all because of God. And I'm very aware of it. Oh, James, you're talented. And that talent would have taken you. Maybe. But would I have a successful marriage and successful uh parenting relationship and a successful business and good friendships no something would be missing and look i'm not saying my life is perfect by any means because it's not and i've had tons and tons of struggles and challenges and trials health issues uh, financial hits uh, because of the health issues because of a house that was you know filled with black toxic mold that got me sick that we were in a lawsuit when two years of and while we were trying to adopt our child and, you know, lost a ton of money, even though we technically won the suit with the house and the people had to buy the house back. We, we lost more money than I would ever care to speak. And it took years, you know, it's 15 years ago that this happened. And my health is is always going to be somewhat affected by it, but it, it's it's better now than ever so there was challenges, there were struggles, there was challenge. There's always stuff that goes on in our lives. But I look to the stuff that's good and man, is it so much better. And I look to the challenges and see how they built me up and made me stronger. Huh? I want to touch on that here in a bit too. So yes, there's tough stuff, but there's great stuff. But you see, the places that aren't, I give to him and he helps me see my deficiencies and he helps me try to fix them. It's always a work in progress. It's always a work in progress. But wouldn't you rather go through life with someone helping you, showing you the way? Yes, that's what your spouse can be for. Yes, that's what your family can be for. Yes, that's what your friends are for. We all hold each other accountable, but we're all fallible too. God's the only one that isn't. And that's, that's how I see it. That's been my experience. Look, that has been my experience with God. So that's why I am the way I am. That's who I am and how I am. I was reading through the book of John the other night, chapter 11, John chapter 11, tells a story of a fellow that was a friend of Jesus's. His name was Lazarus and Lazarus got sick, very sick and died. 
But before he died, he was very sick, and his sisters, Martha and Mary, who also were friends of Jesus, sent word to Jesus, who wasn't there. He wasn't in the town. He was off with his disciples in another area, you know, preaching the gospel and such. Word got to them, Lazarus is sick. And Jesus says, the sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. The sickness will not end in death. So he's saying it's not going to die. Okay. And it's going to be for God's glory so that everybody can see who God's son is. And people will go, wow, amazing. Okay. In fact, see, I like to check various versions. So I read various translations of the Bible. And the one I like to read after I've read my regular one, which is usually NIV or New King James, is the message. And the message is a more current, modern-day paraphrase of the Bible. And it says, when they say, oh, he's, he's sick, Jesus says, this sickness is not fatal. It'll become an occasion to show God's glory by glorifying God's Son. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that speaks to some of you more. But interesting what he says, right? But before he can get there, Lazarus dies. And they all go, if you had been here, they keep saying this, Martha and Mary and and all of them say, if you had been here, Lord, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And Jesus's response is amazing and beautiful and wonderful and shows me why I'm not God and why none of us are. And it does, there is a, uh, looking at it all, I'm, I'm able to draw a parallel to what we're going through in this world right now, where the world is sick and the world feels like it's dying. But basically what Jesus says to them is, remember, God doesn't work in your timeline. And I needed him to die. I needed him to die so I could show you all the true miracle. And what does he do? He raises him from the dead. He raises him from the dead after being dead for four days. Lazarus is in a tomb, buried, wrapped in bandages, dead. And he says, move the stone, remove the stone, which is kind of a foretelling of what's to come with his life as well. And they're like, no, Lord, look, it's going to smell in there already. I mean, that's what it says in the Bible. It's like, oh, the, the smell from the dead body. Oh, my gosh. And he says, remove the stone. And then really an interesting part, the part that really got me, is when he goes, before he actually says to remove the stone, let me back up, he goes to the tomb and it says, Jesus wept. And I think those are the two most crucial words of the entire Bible. Because for any naysayer or anyone who doesn't believe or anyone who feels like the Bible is full of all these fairy tales and, and stories of a big bad God that kills people and judges and all of that, I understand that. I'm not, I'm not saying... Oh, I'm not rolling my eyes at that. I'm saying I understand that. I understand that that's what a lot of people grow up with. They grow up with people giving them this impression of who God is by their reading of the Bible to them. And various translations of of people's, you know, tellings of the Bible. But Jesus wept. Okay. He already knew First off, he knew days earlier before he got there that Lazarus was dead and he knew he was going to die. He already knew he was going to heal him and bring him back to life. He knew this. He knew this going into it. He knew all of that. Yet, yet, he went to the tomb and before he did anything, 
he wept, meaning he grieved the loss of his friend, meaning he felt the weight of all of that world, Mary and Martha and all the other people there that were weeping and wailing and moaning because they had lost their brother and their friend, Lazarus. Even though God knew what he was going to do, he met them at their place, at their their state of anxiety and sadness and grief. And he wept with them. Then he said, move the stone and said, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus awoke, healed, brought back to life and walked out. So the point is, is that God does things in ways that we can't expect or that we can't predict. And we're a lot of times going, God, if you just did, and he's going, I'm not, hang on, I got this. And then a lot of times we're upset and we think, God, where are you? And what we have to remember is when we're feeling at our lowest and our worst and we're grieving, that that's a very human thing. Grieving is very human. It's natural. And guess what? It's good for us at times. And so when we're going, God, where are you? God, where are you? He might just be right next to you weeping along with you because he feels all of our emotions. What kind of God would he be if he didn't feel what we feel, experience what we experience? That's why he became a human being to begin with, flesh and blood, as, as Jesus. That's, he, he became a man, God, the creator of all things. Even if you don't believe it for a minute, okay? Even if you just listen to me telling my, my fairy tale, and that's where you go, James is sweet, and he's a Christian, and he's wacky, he believes all this. That's fine, but just hear me out. What I believe is this that the creator of everything we can imagine or foresee, everything, our brains and the ability to think, the creator of all of it, the universe, the stars, the galaxies, the Milky Way, the planets, everything. He created all of this, meaning he is the most powerful being ever, right? And yet he became one of us so he could feel and experience everything we do the way we do and then give himself up as a sacrifice for all of that that we feel and do and redeem us through it. That's a pretty great dad, in my opinion. That's the dad that would go to the mat for you. Many dads listening to this podcast, many kids listening, thinking of their dads. That's the God I serve. He weeps with me. And yet he sees beforehand. He sees and he heals when it's time. So all of us are going through a rough time right now. And we're going, God, if you were just here, could you just do something? Because that's what I do. I go to, I go to bed each night and I, I go, Lord, can you just fix this? Because the world's kind of a mess. And then I have to remember, okay, God, I'm giving you my prayers, which is just me being me, James being James, giving you my thoughts and prayers and desires, telling you the desires of my heart. But then letting go of them and letting him do what he will do. So even though we're going through it right now, we got to remember that perhaps God isn't far off. Perhaps he's just weeping along with us because he loves his people and he wants to show how much he cares and experience everything with us. And a lot of folks have gone through a lot of sad and bad things right now. And I understand that. 
and I can't explain all of those things or why God allows them or, uh, you know, what have you. I, I can't. You say, well, that's a cop-out. No, it's not. It's the truth. I'm not God. We've already established that. <laughs> so I don't know. All I can say is this. How many times in your life, it's happened to me a lot of times in my life, where I think one thing and I truly think it and believe it, and then I get the facts on something, and I go, oh, I mean, think of songs. <laughs> you want to break it down to the most basic and silly level? Think of a song where you've thought for years it was one word and, and it's not. It's, you know, well, you go online, you can look and see examples of Bohemian Rhapsody. People think saving his life from this warm sausage tea. <laughs> but the real words are spare him his life from this monstrosity from Bohemian Rhapsody or ABBA's Dancing Queen. People think it's see that girl, watch her scream kicking the Dancing Queen. It's <laughs> it's actually see that girl, watch that scene, dig in the Dancing Queen. I like this one. Excuse me while I kiss this guy <laughs> from Jimi Hendrix, Purple Haze. It's actually excuse me while I kiss the sky. People think the Eurythmic Sweet Dreams words are sweet dreams are made of cheese. It's sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> Uh, bon Jovi's living on a prayer. I never heard this one before. It doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. <laughs> no, it's, it doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. So, yeah. So there's lots of tons and tons of songs where you get the lyrics wrong and you think you had it right and you've been singing it your whole life. And then one day somebody shows you the lyrics or you're looking on your iPhone because now they have lyrics and you go, Oh, a lot of that going on. <laughs> well, that's how life is. And we have to be willing to be wrong too. So I wake up every day being willing to be wrong. You know, when you are insistent on a belief that is wrong, we've all been there. We insist. I insist the words of that song are this and it's not. It's hard to reason with. So I think sometimes God gets quiet because he goes, I'm going to wait until you're reasonable. Or I'm going to wait until enough people pray that everybody becomes reasonable. So I don't know what you all pray right now, but what I'm praying for right now is that the world would come together. I pray for all of us. I pray for all of us to get through to the other side of this and to just remember we're human and God's got this. And that he's weeping along with us. He's hurting with us. And he will come through and heal us when we're ready. Sometimes we're not ready to be healed. Sometimes we need, you know, uh, what is it? The uh, Walt Disney quote. Sometimes, it, uh, let me wait. Let me see. Let me look it up. Here it is. All the adversity I've had in my life, all my troubles and obstacles that have strengthened me. You may not realize that when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. That was Walt Disney said that. All the adversity I've had in my life, all my troubles and obstacles have strengthened me. You may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. You know, the interesting thing is, is I think that a lot of people, they think of Walt Disney, they think of Disney, and they would say, well, what adversity or troubles or obstacles did Walt Disney have? Because we think of the end result, see? But we, do we do that in our own lives? Or do we think of all the obstacles and the adversities that we've go through? You know, in other words, well, he wasn't a victim and I try not to be a victim in my life, certainly. And I would hope and pray that none of you would want to be a victim because a victim gets you nowhere. But so when we look at that quote and we think, yeah, sure. Walt Disney, he was 
rich and this and that. It's like he wasn't. He didn't start that way. It, <laughs> he had a dream that turned into, you know, one of the most successful companies on the planet ever and ever will be, right? I mean, even if you're not a Disney fan, I guarantee you have something in your home that is Disney related. We all do now. We all do. And that's, that's just a, I mean, that's just a weird fact. But I always go back to what Disney started out as. Walt Disney was a God-fearing man that wanted to entertain the world and do the best he could for people and to create something neat and different and, yeah, be successful and all of that. So, you know, no matter what, you know, some people love, some people hate Disney, whatever. That's not what I'm talking about, the present Disney. I'm talking about Walt Disney, the creator of that. And this man said, all the adversity I've had in my life, all my troubles and obstacles have strengthened me. You may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. And that's what I've said. I've said that, uh, you know, from when I got sick with toxic mold and lost my voice and all of that too. It strengthened me because I wouldn't be where I am right now, which is talking to all of you and trying to encourage you. But we also see, because I'll get that every once in a while. I'll see some comments or something. Like I did, I did a YouTube video recently uh, with a little tour of my studio. And I saw somebody put a quote, uh, or somebody put a comment in the comments and said, it helps to be rich, you know, as far as this studio that I had. Like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not rich. It's hard work and it's savings and it's wisdom. I didn't come from money. And the money that I have, I have, I'm grateful for from God. So, anyways. Where are you feeling adversity right now? Remember, if you give it to God, he's going to help you. I think that's really just the, the basic gist of this one today. Is to remind you that believe the way I believe, that God's got this. And to hope, hopefully add some encouragement and light to those that don't believe the way I do that, well, James believes that at least. And so, okay, maybe we're on a, a good path. I think, I think we can turn anything around. I think the, the human spirit wants to thrive and live more than a virus wants to. How do we become stronger? By looking at our weaknesses, challenging our weaknesses, addressing them, not turning a blind eye to them, not saying, it's somebody else's fault, even if it is somebody else's fault, even if it is somebody else's fault, it doesn't do you any good to sit around just going, it's somebody else's fault. Hmm. You got to get up. You got to do something. You know, I'm tired today. I'm, I'm not really up to the voices. I'm not at my usual self today, but I want to give back. I want to encourage. I want to make you laugh. Hopefully, I mean, I know I haven't really said anything funny today. <laughs> Maybe I need to get to that. And that's what we'll do in the back half of this. But we have to get back to encouraging each other, not, not trusting. I know, I'm sorry, I keep going back to that. But the big thing I'm seeing right now in this world and this planet is we're building up a lot of mistrust. It's so hard. I'll tell you what's really hard is it's hard to be somebody in the public eye because I have to watch everything I say. So it's better to just say nothing about anything, yet I know that a lot of people are hurting. And I know that my perspective on this has gotten me and my family through it in a really good way. 
So it's hard to not want to share my perspective. It's hard to not want to talk about what I feel about this whole thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you all think. Yeah, you can tell me. You can tell me in the comments. You can uh, write me emails or whatever. You can uh, let me know where you want this show to go from here on out. Been in talks with Catherine Tabor, the voice of Padme Amidala on The Clone Wars, my my sister in Christ, and my my she's like a sister to me now, my little sister. And uh, we've been talking about making a podcast for a long time, and we've actually recorded some you know, uh, work ones, workout ones, like I've talked about before, where you do it, it's never going to get heard anywhere, but it's for us to kind of find a rhythm and find a a narrative to the story. We've been doing that, but uh, hopefully we'll have some come out soon. But, you know, there's been this whole thought process for me of, do I just make a shift on this show and just, you know, label it as a Christian show and just use it as a way to encourage through my belief system? You don't have to be Christian to listen to it, but I'm just saying... You know, I'm not going to dance around it anymore. So that's, uh, that's you know, a question that I have and that I ask myself quite often in the making of this show. Because, you know, uh, I can tell stories about Hollywood. I can tell. The problem is there's only so many stories I can tell because some of them are under NDA. Some of them is stuff I can't talk about. So I just end up repeating old stories. And new stories are always happening, yes. And then eventually, you know, you get to tell them. A lot of stories, a lot of things going on in my career right now that I can't, I just cannot talk about. And then here's the problem is then when it's finally able to talk about them, do you remember it all? You know, I guess I could journal it more, but yeah, I'm not sure how to end this one. <laughs> I wasn't yesterday. I wasn't certain. And so there here and here I'm back today. So that was all from yesterday. And I'm back today and I figure out how to end it today. I'll, I'll just encourage you more. Maybe we'll take a little page from my book, Jat 365. Do you know about my book, Jat 365, 365 Daily Inspirations for the Pursuit of Your Dreams? It was taken from my social media. A lot of people have asked if I'd ever do an audio version of it. And the problem with an audio version of my book, Jat 365, is it's, it's a daily devotional. So if you're going to listen to it, you'd be listening to each day. It's like, you know, each day takes about 60 seconds to read so you know it's one of those things where you'd want to listen to once a day for 365 days so it wouldn't be like a it'd be different i'd have to package it different i did it as the video you can see it as a video and you could listen to the audio i suppose but it's on my youtube channel as a video where i read one each day and those were little 90 second videos and you know they were fine but an audio book where you sit usually with audio books you sit and you listen to them right in the car while you're driving or whatever this would be like <laughs> like a 90 second audiobook this is audible james arnold taylor presents jat 365 Day one, do something good for yourself. What's your goal? Audible hopes you've enjoyed this program. You know, that would be that would be it. So anyways, but uh, JAT365 is a way of encouraging people, sure. So maybe I'll read a page of that. Let me get it. Oh, let me get off the stool here and go over to this part of my room here. And let's look at, uh, ooh, look at this. Day 146 of JAT365 says, leave it behind you. What can you pack up and leave behind today? Anger, pain, grief, loss, unforgiven wounds. Take the time to fully visualize your life without these things. How would that be? Mm. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Especially, it's very timely. Again, timely. I always seem to open this book to a page that's, that's timely. 
If you left behind your anger about something or your pain or your grief or your loss or your unforgiveness, if you could spend some time fully visualizing life without those things, what would your life look like? What would your life look like without those burdens? Okay, that's, that's, that's exactly what we were talking about here. I, you know, I really appreciate folks listening to this show. I don't take it lightly, all of you. And that you allow me to go off on my tangents and talk about my faith and do all this stuff and, and just uh, be a fly on the wall of my life. Because that's what I look at this podcast as, a, an opportunity to, to share my thinking, my ways of living and ways of life. I have tried, I think, throughout my uh, latter years of life to live without the anger and the frustration and the unforgiveness and such. I've had some things in my life happen that in, in the later half of my life, in the last eight years, that rocked the very foundation of my existence. You know, I fi- found out eight years ago, the man I thought was my father my whole life was not my father, which on one hand was this great relief because he was never there for me. He wasn't, he wasn't a father to me. And the reason he wasn't a father to me is because he didn't believe he was my father. And he never said any of that until I was 42 years old. And then finally spoke up and said it. And then I found out that there was this tremendous lie that had been kept from me my whole life about who I was and who my real father was. Crazy part about all of that is my real father did exactly what I do for a living. He worked in radio and hosted TV shows and made a living with his voice. He was about five foot four, looked like me. I look like him. It's weird. Very strange thing to wake up one day and have your life completely changed. The narrative is completely changed from what you thought it was your whole life. Even if you weren't happy with the narrative that you had your whole life, which I, I wasn't, you know, I had this father that was never there for me that I felt didn't like me and all of that. I had a stepfather that was abusive and uh, violent towards my mother and and was a alcoholic and an addict of drugs and drinking and such. And so it wasn't like this, you know, shock to find out this other truth of like, oh, my whole life was a lie and I loved it. It was, oh, my whole life was a lie. And wow, had I known the truth, I might have handled all the other junk that I saw with a, a deeper breath, uh, you know, a deeper breath of air in it going, it's okay. This isn't you. This isn't where you come from. And that was never uh, understood. Anyways, yeah, it's hard. It's hard uh, sometimes to look at things in our lives. And it's hard when the rug gets pulled out from under us. And that's what's happening in the world right now is the rug got pulled out from under us. We were all living what we thought was the, you know, the way life was going to be the rest of our lives. And now everything is changing. And then they're talking about new normals, which I hate that expression, by the way. I hate all these expressions. I hate all the stuff that has come up. And look, I'm sorry if that offends anybody. That's not my intention. That's never my intention to offend anybody. But also we have to remember, like I've said on the show before, we won't all always agree with each other 100%. You can't. And in fact, it's good that we don't because that's how we resolve things, figure out things, get to new places. If we all agreed on everything all the time, we wouldn't get anywhere. We wouldn't have innovation. We wouldn't have, you know, because people, people go, I don't like this, so I'm going to do this. And it creates a whole new thing. But it, it, it starts to feel 
like we're all supposed to be in step. We're all supposed to agree. And if somebody isn't, then they're evil or they're bad. That's a lie. That's, that's an untruth. There's interesting research and books written on all of that now that show that we're all starting to believe these untruths. They're not healthy. Okay. People will disagree with you. People that you, I will disagree with you. You will disagree with me. That's all right. The good news is, is we get to give each other a hug. Well, you can't hug anybody anymore. You get to say, hey, it's all right. I love you, man. It's all good. You're still my friend. You're still my family. You're still whatever. And we're going to move on because that's how people deal with conflict in life. That's how you're supposed to. That's the, the right thing to do is you love somebody. You don't judge them for it and you forgive them. And they forgive you and you just try to find common ground. And if some people, you have to agree to disagree and not be around anymore. You can forgive somebody without reconciling. I've said that a ton of times here before. And I've had to do that in my own life, in my own family life, where there's just some people that are not safe for me to be around. So I, I love them, but I'm not around them as much anymore. So what would you put away today? What would, you, um, what would your life look like if you got rid of, if you unburdened yourself of these negative things? Just envision that for a minute. It's okay. Take a little time to daydream and think about your life without thinking about all the stuff that you agonize over. You can have that because the stuff we agonize over is a choice. It is a choice. We can choose not to and we can work at not as well. No, James, it's not that easy. There's people, I get it. I get it, man. I get it. But it is. It is a choice. Cast your burdens onto him. Well, you know, this episode, uh, I'm going to start wrapping it up here. A heavier episode, more of, uh, you know, more of my Jesus talk. God bless you all that don't believe like that. Thanks for sticking around. I hope you stuck around. If you didn't, then, well, you wouldn't be hearing me thanking you here. But if you did, you know, thanks, man. This is just, this is my perspective. This is the way I think. This is the way I live. And this is what's gotten me through life. So it's all been very successful for me in that regard. I've been very blessed. And that's all I'm really trying to say. That's all, uh, that's all I'm ever going to try to say is just like, Hey man, here's what's working in my life. Maybe it'll work for you because I know that that's pretty much what everybody's doing. You know, the emails I get, the questions I get, the things on social media, people are asking, how do you, it's always, how do you, how would I, you know, and, and we have friends like that too. We help out and stuff too. That's my job. My job is to love my neighbor as myself. So I like helping people. So I do. And that's what this show is for, because I cannot help each and every one of you individually. I can't, but I can this way. So there you go. So I hope it helps. I hope it helps. I hope you subscribe to the channel. I hope you, if you're listening on YouTube or whatever, I hope you um, follow it on uh, your podcast, you know, and put it in your, your library of shows and your podcast uh, app. And you listen and you go back and listen to the old episodes. I hope you're following me on social media, Jat Actor, J-A-T Actor on Instagram and on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Go to jamesarnoldtaylor.com for more information. I thank you so much for that. I really, 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 really thank you all for being so upbeat and positive with me. I know today was, you know, I got, I got a little deeper, but do something fun today, would you? Okay, it's, you know, you got the weekend and stuff. It's really hard right now with the weekends because the weekends feel like just any other day because every day is just kind of blending into the next but try to do something fun try to get out there if you can i don't know where you know what's legal and isn't legal where you live Ugh. <laughs> 
Here in California, we are all stuck. I, you know, God bless the entertainment industry. I don't know when it's going to open back up. I don't know how they're going to make new shows. And then uh, people are going to start suing people and things are going to get up. People are upset and rules and regulations and, you know, stand in line, wait for your toilet paper. Um, well, anyways, uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. I love you all for listening. I thank you all for listening. Let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy to close this out. Mr. Announcer Guy! Yes, James? Ready to do that legal mumbo-jumbo? Check. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the check. Okay, you're bringing back the check joke. Okay, yeah, good. Do that thing, dude. Sure thing, man. Here we go. <clears throat> Let me take a big deep breath. <gasps> Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor Podcast is a production of Yumi Go Inc. Recorded at Jet Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through Backtracks, Digital Juice, Production Tracks, and Partners in Rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Wow, very impressive. Thank you, Mr. Announcer Guy. You got plans for the weekend? Yeah, man, I'm going to hang out. Hang out, do some cool stuff, listen to some tunes? Yeah, dude, totally. All right. All right, dudes and dudettes. Uh, Thank you for listening to James Arnold Taylor podcast. Be well. Next episode, we'll take some more of your emails and stuff because people liked that. People were really enjoying that episode, last episode where I did all your emails. We'll do some more of those next here. Answer your questions on the next one. This one was just more for me. So one for you, one for me. There we go. La-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-dee. Okay. All right, everybody. Stay totally awesome. May the force be with you. Thanks for listening to my story. We'll see you, Clank. Yeah, but dabba do. Goodbye to you, too. Goodbye.